0: Did you see Kamala Harris as a VP pick? Did I see that? No, I missed it. Really? You're Get out. Yeah, Kamala Harris is now Joe Biden's VP pick. Oh, he, she's Joe Biden's VP pick. Yeah, not Trump's. Oh, I thought Trump changed the ticket. No, I mean, Pence did die a long time ago, but they've just, you know, kept it going. He's clearly a robot. We can all get behind this, right? Pence would like it if I got behind him. <laughs>
1: everybody welcome to the media lunch break bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and back up all those tiktok videos my name is chris (laughs) treville alongside me as always is my co-host andrew dunn say hello andrew i
0: feel so swindled by this because i just went on tiktok for the first time yesterday oh really yes and i was like this is incredible i love all of this and now it's gonna just be gone it's just gonna be gone It's just, I'm fine with it. I don't really.
1: You should, have you
0: ever, like, have you gone on there?
1: Do I seem like the type of man who has gone on TikTok? Do I? No, it was shocking when you said that. (laughs) They're very
0: funny. They're really good. Here's the other thing. I've seen some. TikTok, single-handedly, made it so that no one showed up to Trump's rally. That alone deserves a look from all of us. That is
1: 100% fair. I will give you that. Every, every like three seconds, I have to look down and make sure I'm still recording. <laughs> Cause I, just, I have this like utter fear that it's just gonna, it's just this little box that I don't understand what's, it's like a mother box. I don't understand how it works. It's odd technology and... I, I assume it's just going to destroy me in some sort of way.
0: I have something. I have some housekeeping we have to do. Keep away. So I have to look these people up. We had a contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that That just got done? It ended. Yeah, it's it's officially done. We had to look at it. Nobody guessed the theme. So nobody's getting a mystery box. I'm going to keep it open for the rest of 2020, whatever month this is, oh, okay. August. If anyone wants to guess what it is on our Instagram, go ahead. Just comment and take a guess what the theme of our contest was. It was the whole month of July, I believe. And uh, so interesting turn of events. Here we go with a tie. (gasps) Dramatic. Of, I believe, 12 and 12. 12. Votes Out of how many? I guess like 30, because there were other people who entered as well, and some of them actually still don't have answers on them, but I'm calling Mm. it. The two winners Mm. who have won the very prestigious award of us saying their usernames on this podcast are someone named M underscore D underscore Stewart. I don't know who this person is. I don't know either. And please be me. Please be me. (laughs) and jujujubies which is the username of julie who is a great friend of the show of course of course it's julie i know of course it is i know right oh man so thank you both for playing thank you everyone who played there were a bunch of people who entered on instagram there are people who entered on twitter there are probably 10 to 15 people who entered in total but it was about who could name the most, and we got a straight up tie. And that's who uh who won the shout out. Nice. So here's your shout out. Yeah. Thank you both very much. Uh if anyone is listening, go to their uh Instagram. I know no one's listening, but give them a follow. We just gave the username. Uh so you can head over there give them a nice follow and make that them was feel loved.
1: M underscore D underscore Stewart. That's the one. And Juju Ju Juzio. What is
0: it? <laughs> Susu Studio. Yeah, so Susu. It's J U J U J U B E E Z. And the other person's is uh M underscore D underscore S T E W A R T. Go follow him on Instagram. Give him some love. But not in a creepy way. Nope. Not in a creepy way. They only let us do that. Do it in a creepy way. Get
1: real creepy with it, baby. Yeah. What if I just did the whole the rest of the show like this?
0: If I was just like. I would probably leave.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I think it just sounds like I have a slow, like a leak (laughs) when I do that.
0: So, so. It's gas escaping.
1: We got some news. I got some news. You got some news? I have some news. Want to talk some news? Yeah. All right. Let's talk some news. Let's talk some news. I got a little bit. Actually, you know what? Before I do the normal, and I'm still doing the bit. (laughs) You're not getting out of the bit. (laughs) You (laughs) son of a bitch. I'm going to just put this one up front. New York Comic Con canceled.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame because... uh I had my cosplay costume, like, planned out and everything that I was planning on going.
1: Oh, yeah. What were you going to make me go as this year? Well,
0: not you. I was going to go as uh, a guy covered in Cheez-It crumbs who hasn't showered in four days. But I have a feeling that this year, a lot of people are going to be going in that same costume.
1: I mean, it looked like that last year, too. How dare you? I think that was just Fat Thor. How
0: dare you?
1: I didn't say it was you, but it was you.
0: (laughs) I also get the feeling that... That's what most people at Comic-Con have always cosplayed as. That's what I mean. It's,
1: it doesn't make sense to cosplay as that when you dress that way 364 other days out of the year.
0: They might not. Like, it might just be people are cosplaying as that guy for one day. And that would explain the BO smell because they're that dedicated.
1: And the rest of the year, they all just wear three-piece
0: suits. They're all actually, fun fact, they're all Daniel Day-Lewis. Get up! The-
1: fuck out
0: yeah every single person who goes is wow. daniel day lewis that guy's so good, good. yeah so good
1: if he could not crowd the sales floor so much that would be great
0: well what are you gonna do uh Reed pop has made the decision though to uh while well, they've canceled in-person nature the in-person nature of comic-con Uh, This year, they've instead switched to a virtual medium and they're doing panels through like Zoom meetings and like posting on YouTube and stuff. And San Diego already made this adaptation earlier this year. And Emerald City Comic Con. And it went so well. I know. And Emerald City Comic Con is doing it this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. Yep. (laughs) Is this good? Is this a good idea? No,
1: it's not. Should they just not do it? I honestly think they should just not do it. That's that's my feeling of
0: it. All right. Knowing full well that people have jobs that depend on this? Yeah, I still think they should do it. <laughs> I, no, I, here's the thing. Fuck those people. Well,
1: But the but the thing is, the people who have jobs doing this, most of those jobs, I would assume, come from the fact that this is a live event. Like you have people who set up the the event space, you've, you know, workers who work at the Javits Center that come in for those events to help set up that event, I, I would think of bulk of the the jobs that are provided by Comic-Con are because they're they're doing a large live event. When you're doing just a bunch of Zoom panels, there's not as many jobs going into it. And I'm not saying like, oh, well, there's not as many, so cancel it all together. The reason I think just get rid of it is that just from a person who has gone in the past and knowing what Comic-Con is and what it typically ends up being, it's not the same thing. Like, San Diego happened and it came and went and you and i like barely even realized it like we we talked about it what 2 weeks ago and then it came came and went and we got to the end of recording an episode and we we're like oh right that huge event happened uh and one of the reasons is no real major like announcements got made no major trailers dropped and things like that because a there was no real event to drop them at. That's part of the thing about Comic-Con is you get that like boost from doing it in Hall H or doing it in the main hall and and dropping that trailer, surprising it, and then the internet goes afire. And you get kind of free media from doing that because everyone's tweeting about it on in Instagram and da 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 Whereas this, people kind of come and go when it's online. They can just kind of, they come in and out. And so there's not as many major announcements. But also... We don't know when movies are coming back. We don't know when this stuff is going to come out. Uh, It was already like in the case of San Diego, Marvel already started not going. Disney started having their own convention. You know what I mean? Like it started to peel back already during the live event. And then it got even less. So when it comes to going virtual and on, like I said, we don't know when any of this stuff is going to come out anyway. So what are you going to, what are you going to do? You're going to drop a trailer for a movie that you think is going to come out October 2021, maybe. Plus some of the stuff that I think by now they would be dropping trailers or teasers or just announcing that's going to happen. That shooting was hasn't even happened. Like the Batman, I'm sure there would have been something about it. It might not have been in a trailer, but they would have had something about it during some DC panel, if not its own panel itself. But... It stopped shooting. So we don't even really have like the footage that we would have for Comic-Con. So there's, you know, the farther into this whole thing that we get, the less we have to actually cover and the less news that we actually have to announce during these events and so it, it it sort of becomes pointless you you sort of just become spinning your wheels
0: yeah there's not much happening exactly i saw that uh, emerald city is having they actually just had a uh supernatural cast panel that uh didn't have the main guys in it
1: right well I, that's what i'm saying like why why
0: yeah supernatural exclusive experiences I don't know what that means, but I don't know who these people are. I've
1: actually had a couple Supernatural exclusive experiences, and they're fun.
0: So like these ones, this is the email that they sent out advertising what they have at the Emerald City Comic Con, and you can watch them on YouTube. You can see Joe Keery talk. He's the guy who played um, Steve? I think is his name in Stranger Things.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
0: have a Doctor Who panel with Matt Smith, Karen Gillan, and Arthur Darville. Supernatural exclusive experiences with four people I've never heard of. Star oh this was one Star Trek Picard exclusive experiences. Captain Picard isn't there.
1: <laughs> right, that's the thing. Uh, I'm sure is is it Allison Pill and two other people?
0: Three people I don't know. Michelle Heard, Evan Ava Gora, and Isa Briones.
1: I'm sure if I because I've seen Picard. I'm sure if I saw their face, I'd be like, oh, that's this person, this person, this person, but. Who cares? Unless you it's called Picard, unless you have Picard there, it doesn't. But that's the thing. The other thing is like, what does that mean? What's it called? An exclusive experience? Yeah. What does that mean? What is that? I don't know. That sounds like an escape the room type of situation.
0: But obviously it's not because it's not live. It's so weird, too, because it says like all will be giving autographs. And I'm like, how the hell do you do that? This is at Emerald City yeah but it's it's happening virtual it says it's happening virtual it's virtual it's the metaverse it's the read pop metaverse tune in for the free doctor who panel on our youtube page autographs all digital meet and greets personalized videos so like i don't know if they like give you a thing to print off that has their Their signature autograph
1: Which is just a printing.
0: Right, yeah. Or maybe they mail it to you or something. Like maybe you have to pay and then they mail it to you. I have no idea, man. Sounds so weird.
1: I feel like you could do that any old time. Like that is not, that does not make a Comic Con experience.
0: They've got one for Overwatch as well, which I assume is the video game. Four more people I haven't heard of. Right, that's what I mean. This is. Did I tell you when I was in, when I was, I went to Emerald City Comic Con and I didn't know it? But at the exact same time I was there, my cousin was on a panel there. I just
1: thought you were going to end it at, but I didn't know it. I thought you were (laughs) going to be like, I was at Emerald City Comic Con and I
0: didn't even know it. I thought I was in a mall. (laughs) I love Emerald City Comic Con. It was a lot of fun. I was like, where's the FYE? So like a lot of things happened that we didn't expect. So Melinda and I just wanted to go visit Seattle at some point because she'd always wanted to visit it because she'd heard it was good for coffee. Yeah. Well, she does like her coffee, but she has like, you know, uh, allergy induced asthma and like just the the environment up there is better for it. Yeah, And so we went there to try it out to see potentially if we like eventually wanted to move there if it's that much better for her. And like we just picked the cheapest time to go up there, which happened to be January because nobody wants to travel in the winter. And we got up there and it was like, oh, Emerald City Comic Con is happening the same day we're going to be there. So we like bought a ticket for that. And like the same day, there was some sort of panel on like women, authors of young adult, Novels, and my cousin is a writer, and she was on the panel. That's right,
1: your cousin is a writer. (laughs) I forgot about that. That's so funny. And I did not see her. I was gonna say, Did you go to the panel? I didn't know she was there, I didn't know until after.
0: What a prick! I know, wow. How are all my relatives more famous than me?
1: I mean, (laughs) I can only imagine having known you. I don't understand it myself.
0: I know. And not for, I don't mean necessarily like I should be famous for like productive reasons. Right, right. I could be arrested for something. I, you should have been long ago. Well, that got depressing. Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I could see you just rolling in your head all the things you should have been
0: arrested for already. I don't like that you took this story away from me because now I only have two more news stories oh i'm sorry buddy that's all right i'll do the formal start and i'll I'll start
1: with one does that sound good yeah wasn't that the plan that was the plan but now i don't want you to i don't want you to you know feel robbed of a turn or something i don't know what even what's even happening anymore a
0: turn do you know what like a turn is a bird no what no i meant because like an arctic turn t-e-r-n Oh, yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break. Bring me all your comic geek and movies. Yeah, it's not so easy, is it? How do you like it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. It looks so seamless. It looks so easy. How could I mess it up? It's so there. It's so easy. It's not that easy, is it, motherfucker?
0: It's very easy. You just wait until there's an awkward moment, and then you yell into the microphone.
1: Well, yeah, but I do that throughout the entire episode, so it's hard to dictate which time is the right time to do the full start of an episode. Not right. All right, right like like i just did just yeah you, you know yeah good for you it's called the comedic voice i don't know what that's i don't know what it's called anyway so on to actual news let's see i got a little i got a lot i got a little bit of everything here i got a little marvel i got a little dc what do you want to start with marvel well too bad i want to talk about marvel um so captain marvel 2 just got a new director well i should say new it got a director i
0: said marvel
1: yeah and? and you're doing Marvel. I no, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm doing no, don't no no no, no don't read into it. I'm doing. I'm do, you said Marvel, and I'm saying Marvel, as in Captain Marvel. So you didn't get it right.
0: Is this your way of proposing to me? Maybe. <laughs>
1: Are you gonna say yes?
0: Uh, not until you break up with that hussy who stole my man's.
1: <sighs> I know, but I got to tell you, it's hard to give up that sweet sweet tale. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's
1: a good thing she doesn't listen to the episodes.
0: <laughs>
1: Although I have started just playing them out loud. Like I've just started putting them on my Aww. phone and playing them out so loud. So that's
0: why we got a boost in listeners. So I force them. I force
1: them on on my oh, wife. Oh god. Yeah. No, I know how that sounded. I did that on purpose. Okay? Send your angry tweets care of at Media lunch break. So, Captain Marvel two just got a director assigned to it. Nia costa is going to direct Captain Marvel two. Nia costa is just got done directing the Candyman reboot that is being produced by Jordan Peele. Uh, which, by the way, by all accounts, including my own, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it. It looks good for Candyman. Yeah, for Candyman.
0: Well, maybe I haven't. I, I've seen the original movie. Yeah,
1: but look up the new trailer for it. It looks really good. And so she is she's gonna be the new director. It's which by the way is also written by Megan McDonnell, who is a writer on Wandavision. Oh. The upcoming Wandavision, if we ever get that. And then the other thing that's cool about this is it's starring Tayona Paris. Tayona Paris is the actress playing the adult Monica Rambo. Rambeu? Rambeau. I think it's Rambeau. But Tayona Paris is also in Candyman. Oh. Yeah. So I like that. I always like, because, you know, you already have a shorthand with director now Does she
0: play the same character?
1: Yeah. It's going to be across
0: the universe. That's baller. Yeah. I'm excited about this, about this director.
1: So you have not seen the trailer for Candyman? You don't think you've seen it?
0: I am nearly certain I have not.
1: Okay. All right. This is definitely one you should check out. Should I do it right now? Yeah. Why not? Go for it. Fuck it. Why not? Do it. Actually, do that, and I'm going to go glass of water while you watch. I guess. I just realized I have no way of knowing when you're done.
0: looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> I totally
1: expected you to just get back and be like, I couldn't find the trailer. So I just watched Candyman. I just watched the original Candyman.
0: Yeah, I actually didn't realize you were back because I had it on full screen. So I just kept like going back and rewatching certain things. Yeah. Nice. And then I was like, he might be back. And I undid it. Yeah, it's Jordan Peele. So I trust it. Right. Right, right, right. But yeah, it looks fine. Looks scary.
1: Yeah, it looks good. I mean, it looks well made. Yeah, you know what I mean. It looks
0: scary. Looks like an interesting trailer. I don't expect. I mean, he is mostly known, but he's not directing it. But he is mostly known for his movies having like wild twists and turns, right? And being very enigmatic. And I, I feel like I know the whole plot of this movie by watching the trailer a little bit. Yeah, but I
1: like. I mean, you typically Jordan Peele's movies also has like a little bit of a of a social comment commentary to it and even though he's not directing it having a director who can handle something like that means that they can bring something extra to a story
0: he also wrote it
1: (laughs) he also wrote it as well did it come out yet no it was supposed to come out it was supposed to be out in june June. now it's going to come out in october so october 16th is going to be Candyman. that's a
0: better time for a horror movie anyway it is
1: it really is yeah and then captain marvel 2 is
0: going to be out july 8th 2022 When you think professional wrestling world champion slash award-winning actor, there's one person who comes to mind more than anyone else. Who is that person?
1: Hulk Hogan. That's
0: right. David Arquette, who won the World Championship Wrestling Grand Prize in 2000 and starred in the Scream franchise, Eight-Legged Freaks, and presumably other films. He's looking to win back some clout and respect by returning to professional wrestling, and I have written here, which is a lot like looking for love in a whorehouse. (laughs) uh he's he's going to he's going to document all of this and his experiences in professional wrestling up to this point in a documentary called quote you cannot kill david arquette is that what this is which opens in drive-ins on august 21st and digitally on august 28th
1: i wanted to watch the trailer for this and i did not get a chance to watch it have you seen it yeah it looks wild like good wild or bad wild i don't know okay I David Arquette is one of those guys now that anytime his name is attached to it, I'm like, this is going to be a hot mess. Yeah, it could be a good hot mess or it could be a bad hot mess, but it's going to be a hot mess.
0: And this documentary is operating under the assumption that the reason his acting career failed is because he tried to be a professional wrestler. Hmm, False. Right. And that's the whole point of this is he's like he's going to prove to everyone that he's not a failure. He's not a fuck up. He's going to go back to it like he he entered professional wrestling and the professional wrestlers hated him for it. And that ruined his career in Hollywood. Yeah, because the professional wrestlers have such a sway over Hollywood. Well, it was that like no one would take him seriously anymore because he became a professional wrestler. Anymore? Yep. That's what I said. Are you? He's a producer now, too. He actually has a pretty long list of things he's produced. Yeah, I, I mean, I would hope so, because otherwise he'd be broke. He's very different than the David Arquette I remember.
1: <laughs> from from when you two were in high school together?
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, about? basically, when I was in high school. It was, like, the last time he did anything. Different how? He looks and sounds very different. Like, he maybe had, like, plastic surgery from his wrestling career. He got fucked up in wrestling. I did a lot of research on this because I had no idea that he was in wrestling. Because I lived in the South, and I refused oh and okay so you oh, yeah yeah and th- let me tell you something i didn't listen to country music yeah when you <laughs> live
1: in the south and you refuse to you have to make an effort yeah i mean yes, you have you to do. really
0: go all out to re- all my friends were obsessed with professional wrestling yeah. and i fucking hated it i thought it was the dumbest fucking thing on the planet which is weird because i lived in the north and i loved it i know but especially once i was like all of this is fake you know, I was like, I don't give a shit. I know that, like, the things they're doing are real things a lot of the time, and they actually get hurt. But I'm also like, because I was watching the, the David Arquette ones, right? and they're, like, three feet away pretending to punch each other. And I'm just like, yeah. like, sometimes they help each other. Like, one guy helped him lift onto his shoulders. And I was like, how did anyone ever think this was real?
1: They helped David Arquette? Yes, I mean.
0: like, lift onto his shoulders so that David Arquette could do a thing. Right. Off I will him. say,
1: whenever a celebrity comes into heavyweight wrestling, like you can really see the moves because the guy's not, I mean, the guy hasn't been doing it his entire life and trained on how
0: to do, but also probably because no one wants to be the guy who broke David Arquette. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. He started doing like underground professional wrestling after the WWE stuff. Ooh, that stuff's, oh, that stuff's raw, man. There's a scene, there's like a a bout that he had where a guy broke a fluorescent light, a a stack of four fluorescent lights over his head and then stabbed him in the face with one of them. And then like, he ended up having to cancel the fight because one of them nicked his jugular. That, I don't think that was a fight. That was a guy
1: who just saw Scream 4.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and they wouldn't give him his money back. So he went straight to the cow for the milk.
1: That's such a great phrase. <laughs> I love
0: it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, he, uh, he got fucked up a lot, man. There's one part of that match where the guy takes a pizza cutter to his forehead. Yeah, that
1: backyard wrestling, that underground stuff, that shit gets weird. That is what basically, did you ever see The Wrestler?
0: No, not yet. I, I own it. I haven't watched it yet. Really? Yeah. You
1: should. It's. I mean, it's amazing. But that's what that movie is really based around. I mean the guy is supposed supposedly had been in like the WWE and then dropped down to that but that's really what that world is. is like that underground or that amateur wrestling and that that especially nowadays gets like crazy
0: with barbed wire and all sorts of stuff. On uh uh Joe Rogan's podcast, the Joe Rogan Experience, they had a professional wrestler on like an old-timey guy, like a dude from way back when, and they're talking to him about David Arquette's wrestling career. And he said, fuck that guy. (laughs) Well, he was saying stuff about he thinks that one dude he was in the match with who ended up cutting him did it on purpose to, like, fuck him over because he didn't want him to be wrestling. But another guy who was in that interview said that uh, he had it on good authority and couldn't reveal his sources or whatever that the reason David Arquette got into wrestling was because he got sober and needed something else to like fill him with energy, with like that that life. Yes. And so he yeah. went into wrestling. Also, I found another so when he, so David Arquette won the world championship of WW, I think F at the time, but I could be wrong. Of of wrestling, of the professional wrestling. I think you're right. I think it was WWF at the and time. And I saw an interview with one of the other guys in that match, because there were four people, and he someone asked him about it and was like Do you think that's, like, total bullshit, basically? And the guy was like, look, man, you do... Or I think it was like, you hold a grudge against David Arquette for that. And the guy was like, look, man, you do whatever you have to do, because it's a job. Like, there are people telling you how to do your job. Right. And you either say, yes, I'll do it, or you quit. Like, those are the options. And someone was like, hey, how funny would it be if we gave David Arquette the title? And then they did it.
1: Right. (laughs) Because the other thing is, the title, like... It's just a MacGuffin, right? In their world, you know what I mean. Like, yep. it is a big yeah, honor. It's to... a
0: participation trophy. It is. Well, I mean, listen <laughs> if you're if
1: you're a wrestler and you are written to receive the championship, they do consider it, it's a big honor. But that is because it means that they've reached like the top echelon of their profession. It's the thing that they've. I mean, sometimes when they talk about winning the championship and they say like, "I won it five times," they it sounds like they're talking about like winning the actual World Series five times. And to them, it is it is that way, because it just means, like, I was good enough that they said, no, this guy, we need to put this guy front and center five different times. Yeah,
0: literally all it means is that the executives believe that you're the most popular wrestler. <laughs>
1: right, but but at the same time, they're like, that's a big honor. I mean, I've strived my whole life to do that. That being said, they also understand, like, when a celebrity comes in and it's going to win the belt for, like... What two weeks or something? Maybe they're like, yeah, it's just perpetuating. It's just getting eyeballs on the screen, which is nothing but good for them anyway, because it's bringing people to the sports. Bringing and you know the guys that are in that match. If there's a guy who had never won the championship that was in that match with that David Arquette won, that means that people saw him wrestle, and it means that they may start to like him more, and then the producers will go actually maybe this guy should be our guy that we get behind it's just all you know it's very much the same way that the rest of show business works
0: i don't know i'm pretty sure it actually means that david arquette is the best wrestler who ever lived
1: i mean if you've ever seen him he is a technical masterpiece he is i mean he's really just a genius at it yeah he's sculpted oh yeah his full nelson forget forget the half nelson
0: forget the full nelson his quarter nelson oof man the guy, the guy's Nelsons are just out of control every which way. And the double Nelson, the double full, incredible. Yeah.
1: Ah, this has been one that has been coming down the pike for a little bit. Rocksteady released an image just before DC's Fandom, which I don't, we may or may talk about at a later date because it's going to be this, this saturday
0: is what is that is that like a fandom
1: it's almost like is it a is it d23 it's yeah it's like they're holding their own comic-con virtual it's all virtual but since all the comic-cons are going virtual dc was like let's get in on this shit that was their direct
0: press. So release. what is Comic-Con going to have left? Cuz Marvel's going to do that eventually. In fact, I think they're in D23 technically because they're owned by Disney. They are. DC's doing their own one. So Yeah,
1: I don't know if D- after this DC will do a live one. It I think it depends on the success of the online one because they've never done this before. I think they were just like, "Oh, we could do this. This is something we could do with all since we have all these properties. Now, between comics and the shows and the movies and HBO Max coming out and the streaming service, blah, 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 blah. but on top of the comics and the shows and the movies and the blah blah blah, they released an image teasing their latest video game release, which is going to be Rocksteady's Suicide Squad.
0: Uh, bup, 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 the Suicide Squad.
1: Is it the Suicide Squad? No. What? I believe the game is the game is Suicide Squad. The movie is the Suicide Squad. But yeah, so Rocksteady, of course, known for doing all of the Arkham games, which are absolutely outstanding, came out with this new teaser image for Suicide the Suicide Squad game. The the belongs to the game, not Suicide Squad. Why do I feel like I have to preface that? Anyway, we got a little Superman in there which is very exciting. So it looks like Superman is going to be either the major villain or antagonist or something. I'm not sure which. I don't know. I'm excited about this game. Like I said, this was an image that was put out just before Fandome, or excuse me, let me say that one more time. Fandome, which is the official title. Do you think, let me put this out there. Do you think during Fandome, we're going to get some sort of trailer or gameplay footage or anything like that what do you think we could actually get aside from this image
0: i don't even know what the fandom is (laughs) i mean i don't i don't know what they're doing
1: still i love you're still on this it's like Comic-Con. I, it's just I know, gonna be a series I, of I, online panels. Yes, I
0: understand. But like, I don't like I know the kind of things that Comic-Con would talk about. Like, I know what they would choose to do at Comic-Con. I don't know what they'd choose to do at Fandom, what they plan on releasing if they plan on. Fandom? Thank you. What I am excited for is to see someone in go-go boots with a hammer try to kill Superman. I mean. <laughs> and I want to know how they get Deadshot in the go-go boots.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, very good this is my next question first of all have you still not played any of the Arkham games is that true could that possibly be true
0: I still have not played any of the Arkham games
1: okay I guess the question is how do you think this game would be structured because this is I mean obviously with the Arkham even not having played the Arkham games it's just Batman so it's one character like any typical video game but this is Suicide Squad is a group It is inherently a group. So how do you structure a game like this?
0: You know? Probably, I mean, what I would do is have all the characters in all the time. So like have like five or six of them. Have like five or six of them together. And uh, have a button where you can switch between them. That also makes it so that you could do co-op mode. So like two to six people could all play the game at the same time. And you're all just like running through some area. That being said, that style of game is kind of old hat. Yeah. It's hard for me to imagine how... Like, what people tend to want nowadays are sandbox games. Right. The big, vast worlds. And I don't know that you could do that with this kind of yeah, game. Yeah, I don't
1: know how that could work. I See, in my mind... Because the Arkham games rely heavily on detective work. Yeah. Because Batman's a detective. But none of these... I don't
0: think that's true. Uh, he hasn't been a detective in any of the movies so far.
1: Well, yes, but... This is based solely on the comics, so... I
0: haven't read any of those.
1: Well, I know. You're not really familiar with the character that much. (laughs) But they they rely a little more heavily on the detective side of, of the character. Whereas in Suicide Squad, that's not the case. None of these guys are really detectives. So is it more of an old school setup where it's like just mission, 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 and every mission is a different person from the Suicide Squad or I my thing is I think that the new Avengers game coming out, the mechanics of that is gonna be a clue to what this game will be. Even though it's two different makers, Rocksteady isn't isn't doing the Avengers game. But I think the mechanics to that are gonna be similar to what the Suicide Squad game is going to be.
0: Such a shame too, man, because the best video games are the ones where you can customize your character and make them to your liking. Right. So like something like Skyrim, which I still have not beaten yet. You know, there's tons of different techniques so you can use like a sword or i i use a bow and arrow so that i don't have to get up close you can use a war hammer which is really slow but does a lot more damage so essentially you You should
1: use a gun it's quicker
0: (laughs) i'll write bethesda and ask them to put that in i don't know what they were thinking put
1: in a just dear bethesda can
0: you use a gun that would actually be a great patch update on april 1st (laughs) like just add in like machine guns to skyrim just just a gun just a
1: gun it's just there's no like special name for it it doesn't even it's just a
0: revolver it's like a six year it's just gun god but the one of the best things about games and the spider-man game did something similar too you can change the way you play so like with something like overwatch there's like 40 different characters in all different types there are tanks there are healers there are people who are snipers there are characters who are quick but weak and strong but slow and you can pick which one of those suits you best and my concern is that they're gonna make you play as all these different characters (laughs) at once you mean no but just like hey now you're like if i i prefer to be like a person who doesn't jump into the fight, I prefer to hang back with like a sniper or a bow and arrow or something like that. Right. But like level three of this game is going to be Killer Croc. And I'm just going to have to run in and hit the punch button over and over again until I make it through when I would rather be someone like Deadshot or even Katana who could maybe like sneak into something. Sure. I prefer to be stealthier in video games, which was one of my big problems. I think we talked about it with um, Jedi Fallen Order is the name of it. Yes. There are no sneak attacks like you can't slowly sneak up behind a stormtrooper as soon as you cross the the level line certain threshold yeah all the stormtroopers turn around and go there he is (laughs) and you're like well yeah
1: and then you're just hitting buttons right then then you're you're just mashing mashing. the the lightsaber
0: button until you kill them and i worry that this is going to be something kind of like you said kind of similar to what it looks like the new avengers game is going to be like where they kind of make you play as certain characters right for certain settings and i just don't i'm i'm concerned about that i don't know
1: yeah like i said i don't know What you had said earlier is people are going to go like "Ah, that old school way. But in my mind, I'm like, that's kind of the best way that I can, that I can envision. And again, I haven't, I haven't played the beta for the, for the Avengers thing. And I know there's something like that, where it's a couple of different characters at once. I don't know the rate that you're able to switch and, you know, focus and that sort of thing. But it's either that or either way to me, this feels like it has to go back to an old school type of format where it's either the group setting or it's individual missions. And each mission is like, there's a killer croc mission. There's a dead shot miss type mission. There's a katana mission where some, you are going to have to run in and bash and smash. And there's going to be the other ones that, that you like where it's hang back and snipe and sneak around and things like that. Uh, you know, and maybe they'll have the old school, like you want to go back and play this mission, go back and play this mission. That type of a thing, because there is such a variety of characters that you kind of have to put in here that are so varied in their powers and and their attitudes that I don't see any other way around this.
0: Yeah, there would be no way that you could have like have something that is equally challenging for Enchantress as it is for Harley Quinn.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So you'd have to separate them and send them on individual missions, but at the same time, that's not what Suicide Squad is. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they go in as a group. I mean listen this is not me going like this is there's no way this is going to work this is going to suck. I'm really interested in this. This is something that is exciting to me because I don't know how it's going to operate. Um and that's going to be interesting to see. I'm I'm very curious to see if they drop any sort of trailer or gameplay during fandom but I think maybe they won't.
0: I'll go out on a limb here and say I predict it's going to be bad.
1: Okay. I you know what? You I will I'm not going to agree with you, but I definitely
0: won't disagree with you. Wow. What a what a radical stance you're taking. You got to settle down, man. I know.
1: You know what? I took, a, <laughs> I took a hard line on that one. Listen, I'm a man of my principles, all right? <laughs> I neither agree nor disagree. And if you don't like
0: it, you can suck it. Great news. If you thought Blazing Saddles was good, but you wish it didn't have all that racism, Blazing Samurai has got you covered. Uh, Blazing Samurai is a new animated feature film about a dog who gets a job as a sheriff in a Japanese town that's inhabited entirely by cats, and it will be a reimagining of Blazing Saddles. The voice cast includes Michael Sarah, Samuel L. Jackson, Ricky Gervais, George Takei, Michelle Yeoh, Jimon Hansu, and Mel Brooks. The budget is $46 million, and it's set for a summer 2021 release. I was trying to figure out who the production company is. Listen to how Deadline describes... Who is producing the film? Quote, Line and Anaventure present Blazing Samurai in association with HB Wink Animation and GFM Animation. It's a Flying Tiger Entertainment production in association with Adventure and a Blazing Productions limited production in association with HB Wink Animation, GFM Animation, and CineStyle Animation. There's a lot of people fucking working on this shit. What the...
1: Fu- <laughs> what? I don't even know. What the... F- Can you read that again? Do it again. Which part I want to say I don't even know that you could do that again. I think you made some of that up. Read, read the deadline thing again. Read, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. It's kind of like a trick now. I want to see if we can do it again.
0: Align and Adventure present Blazing Samurai in association with HB Wink Animation and GFM Animation. It's a Flying Tiger Entertainment production in association with AnaVenture and a Blazing Productions limited production in association with HB Wink Animation, GFM Animation, and CineStyle Animation. Was that better? <laughs> do it again. I'm no, not don't doing do it again. It again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> While you were doing it the second time, I could see your hand going like you were like trying to you had to physicalize it in order to just be able to get all the words out. <laughs> oh, man, that's I mean, with that many people doing this, I can't see how this can be bad. You know, usually the more people involved, the better a thing is. <laughs> There's no word on who's I don't know, writing this. No. Yeah. Oh, that's a clue. <laughs> are you wait a minute wait a minute. are you trying to imply that this is going to be bad i listen i'm going to take my very firm stance once again of neither saying something is going to be bad nor saying something is going to be good okay in that case let me find the
0: description for the film because i gave it a very quick one i'm
1: starting to think that our show is too much edge to it do you think i need to tone it down a notch
0: yeah if you don't mind yeah
1: i can i can do that then let me just say that I am indifferent to the idea that something may be of quality or not of quality. Is that better? <laughs> That'll really hit him in the flyover states, you know? No one is writing this movie, are they? No there's the answer is no one. It's just going to be made up by an AI. They're just going to I here's how they're going to write the script. They're going to start with a word and they're going to write it completely on an iPhone message. And then they're just going to hit the next word that it fills in until they are until they have 90 pages.
0: I really... There isn't a writer. There's a director. Who's the director? Hal 9000. <laughs> Mark Coatsier? That name actually sounds Coatsh- familiar. Coatsh- sure. Uh The story follows Hank, a lovable mutt with big dreams of becoming a samurai, when he finds himself with a new job as sheriff of Kakamucho... That sounds fake. He also finds... It's all fake. What are you
1: talking about? It's in
0: Japan. What? (laughs) What, the city? Well, yeah, he becomes the sheriff of Kakamucho. Right. Which I was like, but he wants to be a samurai. I would think if you want him to be a samurai in Japan, you would use real cities. He also finds he may have bitten off more than he can chew, given the town is inhabited solely by cats. Is there going to be a Gene Wilder cat? Is that the idea?
1: That's the only way this... It's Hank. It's it's Michael Sarah's character. It's got to be right. Michael Sarah has to be the, the Gene Wilder character. No, yeah, no. I'm sorry. I'm
0: saying that backwards.
1: Hmm. I don't know. No, I think Michael Sarah's going to be the Gene Wilder
0: character. What do you think are the odds that a white person will play the sheriff? That you don't think that's going to be
1: Samuel L. Jackson?
0: Maybe. I'm just thinking like, what are the odds it's Ricky Gervais? Oh, it could be Ricky Gervais. Oh man, it could be Ricky Gervais. Um, That's my point. Are they going to try to make all the cats white voice actors and the dogs are going to be black voice actors? Is that the goal? I mean, sounds sounds racist enough that it could be. God, this fucking... I fucking hate Hollywood so much. This... Let me see if I can find that one part.
1: Oh, by the way, uh, you know what movie this guy, Mark Cotier has directed? Blazing Samurai.
0: Oh, that's why you've heard of him.
1: Yeah, that's how I've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's been a story artist on a lot of different stuff, that's why. he I mean, he's worked a lot in animation before. But, you know, there's this happening, so. You know what they should do is, they should definitely take a a classic revolutionary movie and just make it about dogs and cats, that's... That's brilliant. Just cut that. Please cut that part out. That was so <laughs> I was trying to make it, it, it into something and it just didn't. I I assumed something was going to come out of my mouth that was going to be good and, and nothing did.
0: Yeah, it never is. Uh, the production company aims to produce and finance five projects a year, typically in the $8 million to $30 million budget range. Current projects include Blythe Spirit starring Judy Dench, Leslie Mann, Isla Fisher and Dan Stevens. Dennis Dugan's Love, Weddings, and Other Disasters with Diane Keaton and Jeremy Irons, and Die in a Gunfight starring Alexandra Daddario and Diego Bonetta. All of those sound
1: good. Yeah, for less money. Why not start with those? Why not do those? Why not just start with those and then also finish with those? Can we please move off of this godforsaken thing and never talk about it ever again?
0: Fuck this movie.
1: So, Andrew, I found this story just for
0: you. Is it about Blazing Samurai? I hate you so much! If it's not, I have no interest in it. Okay.
1: So, uh, The Last of Us being made into a series right now. You're still looking at Blazing Samurai stuff, aren't you? I'm talking about The Last <laughs> of Us, and you're looking at Blazing Samurai. It's a good movie. I feel like I don't, I don't have your undivided attention. Okay, we talked about this in therapy. We talked about this.
0: All right, I'm gonna try to make it through the rest of the episode without blanking.
1: Thank you. Okay, good. I hope you go blind.
0: (laughs) So, Last of Us is
1: being made into a series with writer Craig Mazin, who uh, just won an Emmy for Chernobyl in good hands. They said the writer of the series is working closely with the creator of the game. to, they said he said this to assuage a lot of people's fear who love the game like yourself that they're planning to expand the game's story rather than to undo the story. Here's my question to you about this comment and again I've not played the last of us so this is a genuine question. How do you expand a story for a television show? How do you expand a story that is based on 30 hours of gameplay?
0: Well, um, to be completely honest, not a lot of those hours of gameplay are story. A lot of them are, you know, sneaking through the forest killing zombies. And to be quite honest, the second game had a lot more story in it. The first one is a very simple game. The complications are emotional, whereas the second game... There's a lot of emotions in it, but they're not super complicated. They're most of the time, the emotions that the characters are feeling are like pretty run of the mill anger, sadness, regret, you know, that kind of thing. But the first game focuses a lot more on the emotions the characters are feeling and the complicated nature of them. So where do they where do you think they go from here then? Like, obviously, they have their their basic skeleton of the
1: series laid out of this first season at least to expand it do they go almost like a lost structure where you start talking about because like, we've talked about how in the game when you kill someone they they somewhat personalize it
0: that's only in the second one
1: okay so they don't have that aspect in the first one no so that no
0: one's like oh no sharon yeah no 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 i mean there there are no because it's not it's it's most of the time it's like agents it's like federal agents or like SWAT team people well those people aren't real people right exactly but also they're more it is more about oh one of ours has been killed and so that will like initiate a different formation from the characters they're good about that sort of thing that like they start just sort of searching and then if they find that one of their own has been killed they get on alert and start like really being more defensive which as we talked about in therapy is never good The second game, though, is much more about, that's sort of what I mean, is that, like, that one's much more about, like, very run-of-the-mill emotions, like loss and stuff like that, whereas this one is much more about, one of the things they could do is they could expand on, there are these um, groups called the Fireflies, they're like freedom fighters, sort of, but you don't really see a lot of them. I thought they were just fans of the show Firefly, and
1: they're like, I don't care, the world's ended, it still should come back.
0: They worship Nathan Fillion. No, they're literal Fireflies. (laughs) They just float around. They light up sometimes. But when you kill one, they're like, Johnny!
1: <laughs> Johnny!
0: The... <laughs> That's creepy how good that was. I'm a voice actor. What can I say? I'm
1: also really shocked I've never
0: seen you do that. Oh, my God. I... In all the years we've known each other, you've never done that. It's my work, all right? I keep it at home. That's not how that works. The uh... <laughs> It is now, everybody. What the fuck was that? There's this group called the Fireflies. And they are sort of like freedom fighters. They're sort of the people who ask, execute the plot from the beginning in the first game. They're the ones who sort of set it in motion. So there are ways you can expand on it. You could also show, like, we didn't really get a chance to see what the world was like before and, like, moving into, like, right at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse in this story. So they could do the sort of, like, fear the walking dead of this world.
1: Okay, as and I feel like I might, might have asked this question already, but as... A big fan of the games. Are you actually excited about the show or would you be tentative about it?
0: Are you like, mm, I feel like they're going to fuck this up. As of now, I'm totally middle of the road. Oh, you're taking the Chris Treble stance. I am. I'm taking... Yeah. Yeah, I know. Ooh,
1: man, I don't know if we... I don't know if the show can handle this much edge. If we're both going to be this over the line, man, I don't know. We're going to lose all of our sponsors
0: that we don't have already. I have to use the Chris Treble motto. Meh. At this point, unless something changes drastically, I will not watch it because I just, I mean, I don't really know anything about it yet. Like the putting, slapping a name on something doesn't make it good. Right. And that's basically all we know about it is that it's going to be in the same universe as this. It sounds like it's not going to be Joel and Ellie, which is I think good. But other than that, I don't know, give me some actors, give me some writers, give me a director, and we'll see. What if they decided that
1: in lieu of Joel and Ellie, they've replaced all of the characters with animated
0: dogs and cats? They could set it in Japan? Yeah. What do you got? I have one other. Blazing Saddles is being reimagined, <laughs> but they're taking out all the racism and replacing it with dogs and cats. I hate you so much. I swear to Christ. I do have a couple quick, quick hitters if you're done with your news stories. I have one more. Lay it on me. All right, great. So, Andrew, you know,
1: nowadays, uh, we long for a simpler time, uh, an easier time, uh, a time when the internet was just an idea, a time when Tom Cruise was just a movie star and not a Scientologist. Well, in Bend, Oregon, you can go back to that time, to that bygone era, even if it's just For one night and all you have to do is be kind and rewind because the world's last blockbuster is now an Airbnb.
0: I almost had this. I almost had this one.
1: For three nights only and you have to be a resident of what county is it? It's the it's the county in Oregon. Oh, I didn't know that. Deschutes County. So if you're in Deschutes County listening to this, get your ass to blockbuster.
0: I'm not in that county to shoot.
1: I'll take that only because I just want to move off of the Blazing Samurai jokes. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about this. Yeah, the world's last blockbuster is being listed as an Airbnb. So this is what it contains. Have you seen the the picture of this thing? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It looks I I want to just buy a house in Oregon just for this. It is a living room setting. Complete with gigantic, era-accurate television, a VCR, and all of the store's VHS
0: tapes at your disposal. And food. And food. You can help yourself, to Candy, popcorn, pizza. Yes,
1: absolutely. This is tremendous. Uh, By the way, this woman, the store manager here, Sandy Harding, is the store manager. Sandy Harding needs a medal. Okay? because not not just for this but for the fact that she has for the last I think it's 16 years been the store manager of Blockbuster and she is keeping this thing open I don't even know how, I don't even know how she's keeping this Blockbuster open but she is keeping this open and going strong and she's doing this simply as a thank you to the people in the community who still come to Blockbuster and support the Blockbuster to keep it open.
0: I don't know how, like, this is a way to keep it open. Oh, 100%. Charge 10, 20 bucks a night and you'll still get the same number of people and just keep it going. But that's what I'm saying. This is brilliant.
1: Like, she keeps coming up with brilliant ways to keep blockbuster going the last blockbuster in the world
0: but this is only for residents of that county right
1: right she's doing it now but you know what i would not be surprised if this stays i think the problem is like you can't keep this space the living room space and keep it viable to like still be a blockbuster as well but i i would not be surprised if they found a way to do it i don't see why not i think it's brilliant I 100% think this is great.
0: I mean, it's just a couch and a couple tables, Uh, you know? I mean, the couch folds up. So it's a fold up, but it folds up into a couch. So I don't see why you couldn't just have that out and have people walk around. All
1: the time. Yeah, I think this is great. And I think she's brilliant for doing this. I think it's amazing. It's a great way to say thank you to a community that's still supporting this one store, this like surviving relic of another time. By the way, if you're not in Oregon, on their website, you can still go onto their website and buy Blockbuster merchandise. Oh. And it supports the store. So Maybe I'll do that. Go for it. Yeah. There's some vintage, like, Blockbuster merchandise on there.
0: I always fucking hated Blockbuster. (laughs) I thought about this. Yeah, I thought about this. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I would actually fucking hate it. Like, like, I don't want to sleep on a pullout couch in the middle of a giant spooky video store. You know, watch VHS tapes on grainy. You got to adjust the tracking and shit. Oh, that's part of the fun. No, Yeah. no, no, no.
1: I See, the thing for me is like it, on paper, this sounds like a great idea. Like I'd be I'd be down for him. Like, oh, this will feel great. And we can have, you know, we have disposal of any movie we want to see. And we can watch so many movies and stuff. But now that I think about yeah, but you it, you
0: can't watch that many because you're only there for one night. How many movies are you
1: going to watch? three well that's the other thing is that's what i was gonna say is you can watch like a few movies but me nowadays are you kidding me i watch like one movie it hits like ten i'm like fuck this i'm done i'm going to bed
0: i wonder how much of that though is because as t- we've progressed in time movies have gotten longer and longer and longer right like movies in the 90s were like an hour and a half <laughs> yeah oh
1: 100 percent.
0: yeah even the two hour ones they felt like an hour
1: and a half there's yeah uh, certain movies now ne- I mean you have to pick your movie choices on that pretty
0: wisely I'm trying to find where it said it too because there's also a, an implication there it is crack open a two liter of pepsi before locking into a video game charting your future in a game of mash or watching movie after movie so they have consoles there too and you can get their old video games also
1: oh my gosh this is inc- this gets yeah. better and better all right let me put this in a scenario for you okay okay all right we do this Okay, we go to this Airbnb.
0: Do we have to share the bed together? Of course we're going to share the bed together. How many bathrooms are there?
1: Uh, there's a, a there's a hole out back, but it's pretty empty. So there's plenty of do room. Do we have to share the hole? Uh, we have to share the hole, but you can go first.
0: Is that all you wanted to set up? No, that's not all.
1: <laughs> um, so, but you look like you were really thinking it over. So I was waiting for you to say yes or no to that. So, all right, we do this, right? What what movies do you watch? Star Wars, first 3. Really? Yep. Really? Yep. See, I I had to say I don't know if I if I have a specific title of movie that I will watch, but I feel like if I have access to all this VHS, right? I got to go for some movies that Probably it's hard to find on DVD or Blu-ray or maybe even streaming things I've forgotten
0: about. But who's to say they'll be in this blockbuster?
1: But if it's VHS, there are chances are there VHS tapes of like older movies that you're like, what the fuck is this thing? You know what I mean? Like, that's where I would go.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's just something about like, look, I hate that old archaic look of like the fucking lines and shit on. Oh, I, love it. I fucking hate it. But if I had to pick to watch one, I would pick the one that I watched over and over and over and over again. And quite frankly, the only way you can watch the original story of Star Wars, uh, New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi is on VHS. VHS.
1: Yep. Okay. You bring me back around to it. That's a good one. All right. Yeah. No, I still go with my thing. I still say find some... What is it,
0: though? Like, you just pick something you've never heard of? Find some
1: 90s movies that that I'm like, what the fuck is this? Michael Douglas was in a what now? A porn? (laughs) Listen, if they have the Michael Douglas porn (laughs) in this blockbuster in Oregon you better believe you and I are watching that
0: you actually you go to the first DVD and you're like Michael Douglas porn and then you go to the next one and you're like the same Michael Douglas porn. they're just all Michael Douglas porn yeah it's all just one Michael (laughs) Douglas porn all right let's do some quick hits what do you say oh let's uh there's a rumor that the name of the next Spider-Man movie has been leaked and it's by a fairly reputable leaker Tom Holland (laughs) Ryan Reynolds. Uh, And uh, it's supposedly, reportedly, allegedly, homesick, which would make some sense. It does make some sense. The idea would be potentially that he would be out on the run from everyone knowing who he is and thinking he's a murderer. uh, So he would be homesick. Oh, I get that. We also got our first looks at uh, Darkseid and Steppenwolf and everything else from the Sinder cut.
1: Uh, Yeah. Is it still that like grainy Shot of dark side or yes. it, yeah. yeah? Well then I don't fucking care. I don't fully believe that's a good shot of dark side either. I don't even know that it is a dark side I know everyone says it's a dark side shot, but I can't see him. So what do I know? I mean that thing is the worse quality than the Michael Douglas porn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and did you hear that Robert Pattinson tried to lie to Christopher Nolan? <laughs> Christopher Nolan punched him in the face. <laughs> it was on the set of tenet tenet? Tenant? I don't know how to pronounce it. tenet Smith. Tennis robert pattinson was not allowed to tell anyone about his batman audition it was in his contract they he had to sign a contract ahead of time an nda that said he had to pretend he had nothing to do with it but he was on the set of 10, 10 net when uh when he had the audition he said to christopher nolan i'm so sorry i have a family emergency i have to leave and christopher nolan said you're doing the batman audition aren't you
1: are you serious he called him on it <laughs> yeah that's amazing
0: <laughs> because christopher nolan knows everything
1: Yeah, you know they run everything Batman by Christopher Nolan now. He's probably like, I want nothing to do with this. And they're like, but...
0: I don't think so. He produced Man of Steel.
1: He did, yeah. But I think he's now he's like, stop sending me Batman stuff. I'm not coming back. Stop it.
0: Nah, man. He watched Man of Steel and he was like, look, my Dark Knight trilogy was good, but this... This is where it's at. This is going to change our lives. Yeah.
1: He was like, I was going to do four, five, and six of the Batman movies, but then I saw Man of Steel and I'm like... I'm hanging it up, everyone. He
0: actually wanted to also. I think Christopher Nolan really likes the superhero movies because he wanted to keep doing the Batman movies. And Christian Bale was the one who was like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's like, I got some sound guys to yell at. It's like,
1: but, that's, but what's that guy doing over there? And what's that guy doing over there? It's just a whole movie of that.
0: Yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. I would watch
1: the shit out of that. Would you watch that or would you watch the Michael Douglas porn?
0: Oh, Can I get one for each eye? Yeah. Okay, great. They sync up like Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz. Michael Douglas porn? Yeah. Oh, okay. I like the idea that the Michael Douglas porn just syncs up with everything. Yeah, it does. Every piece of entertainment.
1: You don't want to know the moment when it syncs up, though. Trust me. All right, I think that is about it. You got anything else? No, it fucking better be it. Yeah, all right. Well then, hey, Andrew.
0: Yeah. Hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What is it? Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play Music, on SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. Guess what, Chris? (gasps) We passed 3,000 followers on Twitter. I don't know what the exact number is, but it's like 3,000 and something. Who cares? We got over 3,000. We roped them in. Suck it, Ollie. Yeah, and there's nothing you all can do about it other than unfollow us all simultaneously. You can also find us on Facebook, on Instagram, where we just finished doing a cool contest and we had the winners. And you can find our videos on youtube.com slash lunch break. You can find us on patreon.com slash lunch break, where you are more than welcome to uh, write down your credit card information. <laughs> And then mail it to us. I think that's how Patreon works. Yes. But if you like what we make and you would like us to have any amount of money, even a dollar, which helps... Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash media lunch break and that gives us money if you decide to give it money and then it forwards the money to us. You can also send us an email at themediallunchbreak at gmail.com or you can visit our website at www.themedialunchbreak.com. rate and review us on Out, uh, iTunes. I think I almost said Auschwitz. Whoa. Rate and review us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, Ooh. and on YouTube. Special thanks to Julie. Thank you, Julie. Who the other day I brought up our website and she was like, you guys have a website? And I was like, I say it every episode. So clearly that website's getting some real traffic coming through. <laughs> oh yeah, And that's it. Yay.
1: All right. That's it. We did a thing. We did do a thing. We did do a thing. I'm there proud wasn't of you, Chris. Before. I'm proud of you, Andrew. I'm proud of me too. I'm proud of you too. All right. <laughs> okay. That's the end now. <laughs> That's the worst ending to an episode we've ever had. This is a long episode. Is it? Or does it just feel long? No, it's long. It's really long. Why do only bad things feel long and not my... That's the end of the episode. (laughs) Okay, great. We're cutting off at not my... Don't cut it off!